0: Hey, Reach Paramount, welcome to our podcast. Hey, this message is from our Sunday morning service with our very own Pastor Omar Lopez and a message entitled, Reach Out. Enjoy this message. Praise the Lord. You can be seated this morning. Appreciate all of you being here. Are you glad you're in the house of the Lord today? Why do you turn to someone and say you're in the right place at the right time? right now, and I honestly believe that today. I pray today that this word today will encourage you, Uh, will just uh, lift your spirit today. I'm going to minister a message that I think will encourage you. We've been focusing on our theme uh, this month because of our conference that we started uh, earlier in August called REACH, REACH Conference, and so we continue this theme of REACH as uh, we recently, just a few months ago, changed our name to REACH. I love that name. We're just reaching people for the Lord. And last week I talked about uh, reaching upward to God or reaching up. And I talked about the story of Elijah. If you want to go back and listen to that story. And Elijah is challenging the people of God. How long are you going to be with two opinions? He said, how long are you going to waver back and forth? He says, uh, which God are you going to serve? Is it going to be the God of heaven, the true God, or is it going to be the God of, of Baal? And we know what happened. The Bible says the God that answers by fire, he's the living God, right? And that day they made a decision. But this morning, I want to talk about reaching outward or reaching out to others. And again, I'm going to encourage you today. This message will encourage you, but it will really kind of challenge all of us this morning. I'm going to talk about reaching out, how God reaches out to us in love. How many thank God for God's love? And then we're supposed to take that love and reach out to others in love and i've learned something about human behavior a lot of us are terrible at taking instruction but we're marvelous at imitating others am i right many times it's hard to take instruction but we're marvelous at imitating others and in this particular instance as i get in the word of god i believe it'll really help us because The greatest model that you can ever learn from and imitate from or imitate should be the model of Jesus Christ. And Jesus models for us something really tremendous when it comes to love that all of us this morning should be able to imitate and do as he does. Jesus was the perfect person. He was the perfect uh, Encompass love. He, he encompassed love in so many ways. And so Jesus gives this commandment here in John chapter 13. Again, I'm talking about reaching out or reaching outward, how God reached out to us and how we need to reach out to others. And this is the scripture here in John thirteen thirty four. Most of us are familiar with this. He said, I'm giving you a new commandment. He says, love each other in the same way I have loved you. What a powerful, powerful verse of scripture. So let's pray as we dive into this message. So Father, we thank you for the word of God. We thank you that your word is true, that even in 2021, that the word of God applies to our lives, that God, it is relevant today. And so I pray today, open every heart and every mind and soul, God, to minister to every person. Let the spirit of God speak in the lives, whatever situation people are in right now, whatever circumstance they're in right now. And Father, we pray today, God, for the anointing of your spirit, that the people would hear the voice behind the voice in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. So Jesus is saying to you and I today, the way I have loved you, I want you to pass that love to others. In other words, God has reached out, to you and I in love. And he said, then I want you to do the same thing to other people. In John 13, 15, he said, I've given you an example. Here it is. I've given you this model that you have followed. Do as I have done to you. Now we can't fully understand the love of God unless you've experienced it yourself. You can't pass on God's love Because today, unless you've experienced it, you won't be able to pass it on. You can't pass on what you don't possess. And so you can't offer other people the love of God if you've not felt the love of God and experienced his love. You cannot give other people grace if you've not experienced God's grace. You can't give other people mercy if you yourself have not experienced God's mercy. And when you begin to understand God's incredible love, God's indescribable love that he has for you, then all of a sudden, uh, you begin to reach out in that same love to other people. Somebody say amen. So we're going to talk about a couple of things here. And again, I want to just make this very, very clear how God reached out to you in his love. God wants you to reach out to others in love. So number one, if you're just kind of taking notes, you want to take notes today, Number one, if we must be willing to accept others as Jesus accept us. But one thing about the Lord today, and again, I believe this is so critical to everyone in this building, is that Jesus was the most accepting. He accepted people the most. No matter what hangups you have, no matter what, how bad and dysfunctional you are, God accepts you. God receives you. And here, here's the fact right now that all of us need to understand. Probably the deepest wound that we'll ever experience in life are r- wounds of rejection. Wounds of rejection. If you've not experienced rejection yet, you haven't lived yet. If you haven't experienced rejection yet, stay tuned, it's coming. <laughs> At some point in your life, you will experience rejection. Someone will reject you. Uh, The greatest hurt in life comes from people that have rejected us. Uh, Someone that has put you down. Someone that has betrayed you. Someone that has done some wrong to you or belittled you. Someone this morning uh, that has hurt you. uh, And the deepest wounds that we'll experience will be wounds of rejection some of them have come from our own parents some of them have come from friends at school or in the neighborhood where you experience some rejection maybe from a close friend maybe from a spouse that rejected you and can i say even at your job from a manager or a boss that you've experienced rejection and then let me just add this you will experience rejection even sometimes in church because we've got some broken people that haven't figured out how to love yet. And so you got around them. You say, well, that's the church. No, that's some broken people just like you that are still trying to work things out. And, and so you happen to get around them. Uh, we're not perfect people, but God's working on us. Can you say amen? In fact, I, I will say this. What all of us have this morning in common is we've all had an experience rejection and so i I want us to think about this that in life most of us what we're trying to do believe it or not is you're trying to be accepted by others and you're trying to avoid rejection you may not consciously think that but you are always seeking to be accepted by other people and you're trying to do everything to avoid rejection It, it affects everything about your life the clothes that you wear have to do with you want to make sure what you're worrying is kind of an in thing. You're not worrying something that's like, hey, what are you worrying? So you want to be in. You don't want to experience... Rejection, uh, Your hairstyle, uh, uh, the car that you drive, the career that you choose, uh, how you relate to other people all has to do with fitting in and making sure you're accepted and you're fearing that you're going to be rejected. And so all of us, uh, we don't want to be rejected. We want to be accepted. And so, in fact, some of the craziest thing that we've ever done in life have been because we wanted to be accepted, not rejected. Do you remember when you were young? And some of you this morning, I know some of you are still young, but do you remember when they would dare you to do something and you didn't want to do it, but you had to do it if you wanted to be fit in, right? If you wanted to be accepted. And you didn't really want to do it. And then then they would say, I double dog dare you. And nobody turned down a double dog there. He said, I, what, you double dog? I'll do it right now. I can't tell you how many crazy things I did when I was a kid to be accepted. I'd throw that rock at that window. Throw that rock at that car. Throw an egg over here. Do this. Uh, do whatever all, you know, go ahead, trip that person. Go. Do all these things. We, we did it. We didn't even think of the consequences, but you don't double dog dare me, man. I'm gonna do it. I'll I'll kick. I'll throw. I'll do whatever. And then you think, what the heck did I do? Uh, Because you wanted to be accepted, you wanted to be in with the group. And let me tell you, there is a myth today that most of us, if we're not careful, we think that you have to be perfect in order to be accepted. That is the myth. That is not true. Well, if I'm just perfect, then everybody will accept me. Then everybody will, you know, uh, uh, let me be in and I'll be in the circle. Can I tell you that is not true at all. Jesus was perfect in every way and they rejected him. They beat him. They nailed him to a cross. Even if you were perfect, people would not accept you. So if you're trying to be perfect, you might as well give up because none of us are. So no matter what you do, I hate to tell you this morning, somebody is not going to like you. No matter how good you are. I remember as a pastor, I tried to be nice to everybody. I tried. And someone in the church went like, I, I can't believe you don't like me. I don't get it. I just don't understand that. I don't like you, man. I don't like who you are. I don't like what you do. I don't like the way you preach. I don't don't like your style. My goodness. And so you're trying to adjust everybody. You might as well give up. Somebody in the crowd is not going to like you. Somebody is not going to accept you. So we've got to learn that in order to love other people, God accepts people. God reached out to you and I, and he accepts you, and we need to reach out to others and accept them. I love this about the Lord. The Bible says in John 6, 37, whoever those, those the father has given me will come to me. It says, and what I will never reject them. Thank God we have a father in heaven that just never rejects us. It says the father gives me my people and every one of them come to me and I will always accept them. That means all the time. I will never reject him. I will always accept them. So God is wanting to accept people. He's wanting to receive people. Now, if you've been in church uh, before and you've been around the lingo, we always talk about accepting Jesus in your life. We always say, have you received the Lord in your life? Have you accepted the Lord in your life? Uh, Have you accepted God in your life? And most of us, we understand the language. But think about this. God accepted you. With all of the good, the bad, the ugly in your life, right? Everything. He, he, all the junk that you have, God accepted you. And it's incredible when we think about how much God accepts us. How much God receives us. Thank God he didn't put us down and said, oh, no, no. You know what? Now, now you're coming to me. Thank God the Lord didn't say, oh, don't come to me now, right? But thank God he, he accepted you the way you are. God received you the way you are. Because a lot of us this morning, we think, well, God will only receive me on certain conditions. God will only accept me if I meet certain conditions. Can I tell you, God's love is unconditional. It's nothing that you do it's everything that he's done. And so let's think about this. A lot of us, believe it or not, grew up maybe even with parents that were just unpleasable parents no matter what you did, no matter what you tried to do, they just would not accept you. They would not affirm you. And so a lot of us, uh, we're looking for that affirmation. We're looking for that uh, approval from our parents and that acceptance from our parents. And, and many times, uh, we're wondering, when am I going to get it? And see, God love. His acceptance is what they call... A lot of us today, you might have heard this uh, uh, phrase or this love. It's called agape love. Say agape. Sometimes we got the sloppy agape, right? But we're talking about real agape. God's agape love, what that means is unconditional love. When the Bible talks about agape love, it's a self-sacrificing love. Most people today, when they talk about love... They use the, what they call philia, which is uh, uh, where you get the word Philadelphia, the city of brotherly love, right? And it's not so brotherly today, but uh, a philia love is kind of based on conditions, whether I like you or not. But God love is what we call agape love. God is the essence of love. In fact, First John 4, 8 says God is love. So God does not merely love us, but God is love itself. Everything flows from the very nature and character of God. He loves you, and guess what? He loves you unconditionally. God loves the unlovable. I mean, some of us, man, it's hard to love us, and yet God loves you. It's unconditional. I mean, it's not based upon who you are. It's based upon who he is. The Bible says, "While we were yet sinners, Christ died." Several scriptures it says that we were dead in our trespasses in Ephesians chapter two one, and God loves us. Uh, Romans chapter five verse eight. But God commended love to, to, toward us while we were yet sinners. Christ died. So in all, in every single way, God reached out to us unconditionally, and He loves us this morning. But again. Sometimes we, we have grown up with these uh, unpleasable parents, and no matter what you do, you just can't please them. If you got a B, you should have got an A. If you got an A, you should have got straight A's, right? You just, can't, you just can't get an A and a B. You got to have it all. Like, uh, where's that B there? Why, why you got an A? Uh, you know, you gotta, it's like, my goodness. Some, some of us are still living our life trying to please our parents, and they've already they, they're die, they died, and they're gone. And we say, I'll show them, show them what? They're dead, they're gone. And we're trying to please people. We've grown up this morning trying to please people. And we don't realize today, it's not our parents this morning, or it's not us, it's our parents, and hurt people hurt other people. Maybe they experienced the same rejection from their parents, and so therefore they passed that rejection to you. And you just need to know, here's the good news this morning. There are 7 billion people on the earth. Uh, Both your parents, there are only two. Can I tell you this morning, they're the God in heaven, that loves you, and there is more than two people that love you and care about you and accept you. And we're always concerned about these certain people. Look at what the Bible says in Psalm 27:10. It said, Even if my mother and father forsake me, the Lord will receive me. Thank God. He said, Even if I'm forsaken by my own parents, God accepts me, He receives me. Titus 3, 7. Somebody needs to hear this. Jesus treated us much better than we deserve. We've always said that statement. How are you doing? Much better than I deserve. He made us acceptable uh, to God, and he gave us the hope of eternal life. So God accepts us not based on our performance, not based upon what we've done, but what he has done. Now, let me just say this to you so I can make this very clear. When God accepts you, being accepted is not necessarily approval. Now, what do I mean by that? God can accept you, but doesn't mean he approves everything you're doing. Right? doesn't mean he approves your behavior. He accepts you. You can accept people without approving their lifestyle and their behavior. So God is saying, look at, I accept you, but it doesn't mean I approve what you're doing, but I accept you. I receive you. And I want to change you. Thank God God loves us. He, don't leave, he, he won't leave us the same, right? He reaches out to us this morning and he's saying to us, uh, basically, I accept you, uh, but I don't necessarily approve everything you're doing. We can accept people this morning, uh, but we're not approving their lifestyle and their decisions. I have a lot of relatives. I accept them, but I don't approve of what they're doing. I'm praying for them, I'm believing God, that God's going to change their life, that God's going to do something in their heart. It's like Jesus, when Jesus uh, was there, the Bible says that they brought this woman uh, that was caught in adultery. How many remember that story? They bring this woman. Jesus is ministering there in the temple in John chapter 8. And as he's ministering, uh, they bring this woman and they throw her down. And they said, Jesus, we caught this woman in the very act of adultery. It would be like me preaching here this morning. All of a sudden, the ushers bring this woman. The pastor, we, we just found this woman. She was caught in the very act of adultery. Now, here's the thing. When they brought this woman, I'm thinking, where's the guy Are you lead? takes two people, where's the guy at, I mean, I don't know if it was different 2,000 years ago, but usually adultery takes two people, am I right, where's, the, how come they just brought the woman, what about the guy, and so they bring this woman, they throw her in front of Jesus, and they said, Jesus, the law of Moses commands us to stone her to death, basically to throw rocks at her and kill her, but what do you say, And if you know the scripture, the Bible says they're trying to trap Jesus. They're trying to get him to contradict himself in his wording. Because if Jesus would have said release her, he would have been breaking the law of Moses. He would have been basically saying, I don't care about what the law of Moses said. So he would have basically been disregarding God's law and they would have caught him on that. Had he said, go ahead and stone her go ahead and throw stones at her, then he would have been saying, uh, basically contradicting his compassion and his love that he'd been preaching about. Plus, it was illegal. You had to follow Roman law in order to uh, have capital punishment. Nobody could kill someone. It had to be by the Roman government, so he would have been breaking Roman law. So they had him. They wanted to see what he was going to do. And we know what Jesus, Jesus is so slick, man. I love what he does. He says, okay, well, if anybody here has never sinned, go ahead and throw the first stone. And then he began to write on the ground. The Bible says, uh, from the eldest to the youngest, they all threw their stones down and walked away. See, all of us this morning have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. How many can say amen? Now, Jesus looks to this woman again. He's giving her acceptance, but he's not approving what she's doing. But he's defending her dignity. He's basically saying, look it, no one should be able to shame you like this and condemn you like this. And so Jesus says to her, where are your accusers? And she said, they're they're not here. Then he goes, uh, I don't condemn you either. And then this is what Jesus says, go and sin no more. Stop living this kind of lifestyle. Stop doing it. Now, I've accepted you. Okay, I receive you. He goes, I, you. I, I don't condemn you, but now you need to go and sin no more. Stop living this way. I didn't approve of what you were doing, but I'm not going to condemn you. I'm going to forgive you. How many thank God for God's forgiveness and His grace? How many of us this morning would have done that? How many of us, when people walk in and we look at them, we say, Oh, I can't believe who, look at that person, instead of saying, God touched that person? Sometimes we are condemning people in our own mind rather than receiving them. Jesus, again, accepts people. I I believe this morning at the church, uh, we accept people. Uh, We're not approving their lifestyle, but we accept that. That's why when people come into the church, they need to know that they belong here. Like, hey, we accept you. You belong in this house. You belong here in this church. We love you, man. Uh, We don't know everything about you. We don't know everything that's going on in your life. Uh, But Jesus said this, it's not the, the healthy people that need a doctor. It's the sick people that need a doctor. And so we need to tell people this is God's hospital. Can you say amen? This is the spiritual hospital of God to help heal some people and their hurts. See, I love this about God, that no matter who we are, that God accepts us and he chooses us. Did you know in the book of Ephesians, that the Bible says he chose us before the foundations of the world? That God knew who you were going to be, what was going to happen in your life. And he basically said this morning that I choose you. I have chosen you. In other words, all of us this morning have been chosen by God. That ought to give you a level of confidence to know that God chose you. I begin to think about my own life this morning, and, and I thank God that my wife chose me. Out of all the guys in the world, in the earth, my wife chose me. She just said, man, this guy's a hunk of burning love, Amen. man a hunk a hunk of burning love right thank you baby sorry about the rest of you guys my wife chose me see that's how it works so my confidence soars right my confidence sores. can i tell you something god chose you john 15:16 said you did not choose me But I have chosen you and I have appointed you. So this is Jesus saying that to you and I. So thank God this morning that he accepts you. He chose you. He created you this morning. It doesn't matter what other people think about you. He chose you. And here's the thing about God's love and God's grace this morning. Even when you fell, even when you messed up, God still chooses you and accepts you. Remember the prodigal son that went out and spent all his father's money on prostitutes and wasted all the money. The other brother was all mad and he comes home and they're throwing a party uh, for that uh, young man. And his brother said, why are you throwing a party? He said, man, your brother was lost, but now he's found. He was blind, but now he can see today. He said, you ought to be rejoicing that your brother's alive. Can you say amen? See, God accepts us this morning unconditionally in other words it's not based on what you do it's based upon what he does and i love this thing about god because when he accepts us this morning he's listening to us and he's looking for us romans 15 verse 7 says this one another uh, then just as christ accepts you so god accepts you he, he looks at you this morning. I, I think one of the greatest things that we can do in showing acceptance to other people is looking at people and listening to people. When you look at people and when you listen to people, you're, you are demonstrating that you accept people. It's the highest form of love when you focus your attention on people. You are saying to that person, I accept you. You're, you're important enough to me, for me to look at you and to listen to you. There's been times where my granddaughter was trying to get my attention, and I'm saying, yeah, honey, yeah, and I'm, I'm looking at the, you know, my iPad, or I'm looking at my phone, you know, and she said, Papa, she said, Papa, and you know, yeah, yeah, you know, and then she'll, she'll come over and she'll grab her hand and both my teeth. She goes, look at me, <laughs> look at me, Papa. And I realize what she's saying is that if you really love me, look at me, pay attention to me. Hallelujah! Yeah, I'm already. I want to cry already. (laughs) My wife's looking at me like, "See, look at you're not paying attention to her." See, people, this morning. That's how people are when you look at them and you pay you. you're, you're, you're saying, I love you, you're important. Now, when a waiter comes to you uh, and they come to your table and you don't look at them, man, uh, you, you're basically saying you're not important. When you look at that, 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 that person and say, hey, hi, I'm so-and-so, how's it going, you know? My, my comment is usually when they say, hey, my name is so-and-so, you know what? They told me you're the best waiter in this restaurant. They go, wow, did they? Yeah, you're the best way. We're going to tip you really good, man. We're going to tip you big today because we know you're going to serve us good. They're like, whoa, yeah. yeah. How's it going? You know, okay, is there anything we can do for you? You know, Sometimes when I go to the market, they'll tell me, did you find everything you were looking for? And I said, man, I was looking for the bag of money. I just couldn't find it. <laughs> and they go, you know, when you find it, can you tell me? And, and it just makes conversation with people, right? You're, you're, you're letting them know that you're listening to them. Uh, and my wife always says, there he goes again. Where is that bag of money? I'm always saying. But sometimes this morning, think about someone in your life right now. I'm taking a long time on this point. But think of someone in your life right now that really is hard to love. Think about someone that maybe it's, it's like heavenly sandpaper, man. It, they just irritate you a little bit. And, and think of maybe, maybe now if they're not in your row, you can write their name down in your phone, okay? But but if they're next to you, don't don't look at them, okay? And you're thinking, man, I, I really need I really need to love this person, right? Sometimes you got these people that what we call EGR people. These are extra grace required people. I mean, man, we these people right here, they're they're really hard to love and. And if you can't think of anybody, it, it may be you that everybody's thinking of. No, I'm just kidding. Just kidding. Making all this up, okay? But, but uh, you know, really lots of people that are unloved or are looking for love, they need heavy doses of love from you. We need to be praying for them. We need to say, God, help me to love that person, whether it's a coworker, whether it's a family. Somebody, you can clap, it's okay. And, and say, God, I need to accept people. Number two, are you ready for this? Uh, if we're going to reach out, in other words, God has reached out to us in love. And we need to reach out to others in love this morning. We need to value others the way Jesus values us. I'm not talking about your valuables. I'm not talking about your net worth. I'm talking about you are worth so much to God. Think about this. How much are you worth to God? How much, how valuable are you worth to God or how valuable are you? God created you. Jesus died for you. He put his spirit in you. You are infinitely valuable to God. Look at what he says in Luke 12. It says, are not five sparrows sold for two small coins? In other words, a sparrow is not worth a whole lot. Yet not one of them has escaped the notice of God. In other words, God paid attention to even the little birdies, the cockroaches, everything. God pays attention. And he goes, even the very hairs on your head. And the, the ones that i seen go down the drain as I was taking a shower today, every single one of them have been counted, the Bible says. All of them. Huh? Do not be afraid. You are worth far more than the sparrows. So God is saying, as important and valuable as the sparrows are, God says, you're more valuable than they. In other words, Jesus was willing to come to this earth to die for us because he sees value in us this morning. Basically, he's saying the very hairs on your head are counted. You're so valuable that God knows everything about you this morning. And think about how do you place value on something? The value on something is based upon who made it. If I was to come up here and give you a painting... And I said, well, this painting, you know, I found it in Walmart. And if I gave you another painting that said, you know, this painting was done, you know, in the early century, 1600s or whatever, Picasso did this. You said, I want the Picasso painting. Right? Or Leonardo da Vinci made this painting. You say, I'll take that painting. Why? Because the value is based upon who made it. Can I tell you something? God made you. You are not junk. God doesn't make junk today. In fact, can I tell you what the Bible says about you? I I love this scripture right here. It talks about Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10. We are God's masterpiece. That's what it says. We're masterpiece. God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus to do good work, which God prepared in advance for us to do. So you're a masterpiece. In fact, turn to someone and say, you're a masterpiece. Yeah, not barbecue. I'm just saying you're a masterpiece. You are beautiful this morning. You, you, God created you. I thought you are going to be encouraged. You're going to live with a good spirit today. You're going to live great. Look at Psalm 139. It says, I praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. So God made you because you're valuable. Now, how valuable are you? Uh, uh, it depends on who made it, like I told you. Even, even your house, if you say, well, how valuable is your house? It depends how much somebody is willing to pay for it. And when you think about how much you're worth, Jesus was willing to die on the cross. That's how much you're worth to God. Jesus was willing to give his life for you. It proves that you are valuable today. Now think about this. The people who told you growing up that you didn't matter. The people that told you you wouldn't add up to anything. The people that said, man, you're not going to do squat with your life. Can I tell you something? They were liars. I said, they are liars today. I'll say it in Spanish, mentirosos, amen. They're a liar today. They told you a lie because according to the word of God, you are uh, valuable to God. God was willing to die on the cross for you because he loves you and you're that valuable today. Look at what the scripture says again, Isaiah 49. Can a mother forget the baby at her breath and and, and have no compassion for the child she is born? Then it says, though she may forget, God says, I will not forget you. And he says, I have engraved you on the palm of my hand. I I put your name right here. I've tattooed it right here. God has a tattoo with your name on it. God is saying, basically, I will not forget you. Though people, if your own parents were to forget you, I'll never forget you. Jesus is willing to reach out to you and tell you how valuable you are to him this morning. This is why it's important that we reach out to people and let people know that they're valuable. Treat people with dignity. Man, I'll tell you what, reach church could change the whole community if we just show people how valuable they are. If you just begin to go to a restaurant, man, and, and make eye contact with the waiter. If you would value that person on the other side this morning uh, 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 of of the drive-thru, if you just showed some value and dignity to people, if you looked and you listened to people, the Bible said this in 1 Peter 2.17, it says, treat everyone you meet with dignity sometimes. No, it doesn't say that all the time, right? Treat them with dignity. When you think about Jesus, when, when he walked in the streets, when he ministered to people, Jesus was always treating people with love. Man, we live in a rude world. How many of you know that today? Our world is so rude, man. I tell you, it would change everything if we begin to treat people with dignity. The third thing, and I'm going to go real quickly here. God reached out to us in forgiveness And we need to forgive others. I know that's hard this morning for some of us. But God was willing this morning. Thank God that God doesn't hold grudges. How many know some people that hold grudges? How many are holding some grudges? Don't raise your hand. Come to the altar today. (laughs) But here we live in a world today that oftentimes we're holding some grudges. God doesn't hold any grudges. See, a lot of people think that God is like them. That You know, we think God's mad at us. He's out to get us. That God's out to punish us. That God, man, you know what? He's out to get you. And all of a sudden, man, he's waiting for you to do wrong. And then one day he's going to zap you. Man, there's going to come a lightning from heaven and you're going to be gone. I was reading a story about a guy who uh, everything went wrong. His wife walked out on him. The kids uh, got suspended from sc- uh, school for drugs. Uh, he got fired. He wrecked his car. He got out of the car, got on his knees, and, and he cried out to God, and he said, God, why me? And a voice from heaven came out and said, because some people just tick me off. That's not true. I'm just telling you, that's a, a lie. How many of you, that's not how God works. But sometimes we think that way. We think that God's out to just get you. He can't can't wait to get you. And, And the issue is this. God's not out to zap you. He's out to love you. He's out to change you. He's out to transform you. And if he reached out to you that way, we need to reach out to others. Look at what Isaiah 43, 25 says, I'm the God that forgives your sin. He's waiting to forgive your sin. He's not waiting to destroy you. He said, and I, I do this because of who I am, and I, I will not hold your sin against you. Man, that's the grace of God. That's the confidence this morning that you can walk and say, God's waiting to forgive me. Ephesians 1, 4, long ago, even before he made the world, I said this earlier, God loved us, chose us in Christ to be holy and without fault in, his eyes. in other words, this morning, because of his forgiveness, because of his grace this morning, he was willing this morning uh, to forgive us. Another scripture I'll give you, Romans 8.1. Uh, they're kicking me off the stage here. Romans 8.1. There is therefore now no condemnation for those that are in Christ Jesus. I'm going to go as quick as I can this morning. There is no condemnation. Not sometimes this morning, but there is no condemnation condemnation he's not looking to condemn you he's looking to forgive you somebody say amen see once i recognize god's forgiveness and how much he forgave me god began to remind me how much i need to forgive others see when you think about not forgiving that other person you need to think about how much god forgave you Look at Colossians 3.13, and I hate this scripture. I'm going to read it to you. You must make allowance for each other's faults. How many don't like that scripture? I have to make allowance for that person's fault. Lord, I don't even I've given them enough space. That, that, that's it, bro. You, you passed it. You went the limit. It says you must make allowance for each other's faults. Uh, and that's what the Bible says. We got to be willing and forgive the person who offends you. Man, I'm telling you, the Bible just gets you mad. Remember the Lord forgave you. So what? You have to forgive others. Right? Am I being real? Is there anybody here that says, I just love forgiving people. It's just something I just love to do. Most of us, it's very difficult to do. But you have to remind yourself. God has to remind you of how much he forgave you. um, How much we were guilty. And how bad we were. And God, out of his mercy, forgave you. Take a good look at yourself this morning. Realize, all of us, man, we've we've done wrong. We've done some things in our lives this morning. And God, out of his grace, we're doing better than we deserve. God forgave us. God touched us. Let's think about these people today in our lives. The last thing I'm going to talk about here, and I'll just finish up in in a minute here, is God believes in us. We need to start believing in people today. At the church, I want to be a church that believes in people. No matter how broken, no matter how dysfunctional, no matter what a mess. How many of were all a mess when we came to God? And you guys clean up pretty good. I can tell you that today. All of us do. It's been the grace of God. He reached out to us and he believed in us. And God wants us to start believing in people there's so many scriptures in the Bible where God says, I believe in you. Where God says, I trust in you. Over and over. Uh, I'm going to read the Living Bible, 1 Corinthians 13, 7. It says, If you love someone, you will be loyal to him no matter what the cost. You will always believe in him, it says. Love believes. You will always believe in him. Always expect the best of him and always stand your ground defending him. Love Believes when everybody else believes the worst, love believes the best. He believes the best in you. We need to start believing the best in other people. When we think about that this morning, studies have shown this morning the more we believe in people, the more it changes people's lives. Jesus took 12 fishermen or 12 men. Some of them were fishermen. Some of them were of different background. And he entrusted the gospel to those men. He resurrected from the dead. And he goes, you go out and preach my gospel. He believed in them. Men that probably people would never believe in, he believed in them today. And can I tell you today, God believes in you. God believes in you this morning. That if you'll trust him, God will entrust his love and his grace in you. Why don't we bow our heads this morning for just a moment. Father, we thank you today for your grace. We thank you today for your forgiveness. We thank you, God, that you demonstrated your love in us. We thank you, Lord, today that you are a God of grace, that you've shown so much love and value to us this morning. That, God, you believe in us, you value us. You know, psychologists tell us today that your self-image is largely determined by what the most important person in your life thinks about you. I'll say that again. Psychologists tell us that your view of your self-image is largely determined by what you think the most important person thinks about you or thinks in your life, thinks about you, what they think about you. And can I tell you this morning, if you would make the most important person in your life Jesus, you would realize that he loves you and he thinks great things about you. So today, if you're in this room right now, if every head bowed, if you're listening online, every eye closed right now, I was talking about today, God's love reaching out to and us. And us possessing that love and reaching it out to others I'm reaching out to others today so holy spirit i pray over this room right now over people that are sitting in this house today in this building so to speak that god that you brought them here that is too coincidental to be a coincidence that god you're reaching out to them in love you're letting them know today that you love them and you care about them, that they're valuable. I don't care what the world has said. I don't care what people have said. I don't care what, how they grew up thinking. People say they're not important. They're not going to amount to anything. They're not ever going to do anything. God, that is a lie. God, you believe in people today. That's why you were willing to give your life for them and for us, God. And so with every head bowed all over this room right now, every eye closed, You're sitting in this room. I want to say to you today, there's a God in heaven that loves you. He knows everything about you. He knows your name. He knows what's going on in your life. He knows your wrong, your faults. He knows the good, the bad, and the ugly today. And can I tell you, it's not about what you've done. It's about what he's done. He's done everything today. He paid the price on the cross. He gave his life because you're that valuable to him. And if you would just understand today how valuable you are to God and be willing to say, Pastor, I want to turn my life over to God today. I want to give my life to Jesus. You need the Lord. We all do. You need God in your life today. So if you're in this room right now or you're listening to me online today, I want to reach out to you with God's love as he reached out to me and tell you today, God cares about you. God cares about you. You Just be honest with God and say, Pastor, today, I need the Lord in my life. I need God in my life. God's reaching out to me right now. You're sitting there. He is by his love right now, by his spirit. He's reaching out to you right now. If you're in this room, say, Pastor, that's me. I need the Lord in my life right now. Who are you right now? You'd raise your hand and say, Pastor, I need the Lord in my life right now. Would you pray for me? I need God in my life. Just raise your hand real quick. that's me, would you pray for me, anyone at all right now? Just let me know who you are over here on my right. God bless you. God was waiting for you. Anybody else this morning? Anybody else today? Just raise your hand. Just raise your hand all over this room. I don't know who you are. I don't know everybody here. But I, I know God knows you. And today, if you'll reach out to God because he's been reaching out to you, it's your turn. God's been reaching out to you. This whole time God's been reaching out to you. You just you've not been listening. But today God's got your attention. Not because of me, it's the Holy Spirit. And God said, I'm reaching out to you. Would you just reach out back to me? And I'll change your life. I'll do something new in your life. You're valuable. You're important. Today you need God's forgiveness. We all do. The Bible says we're all sinners. And we fall short of the glory of God. You're not good enough to make it to heaven on your own. You need Christ in your life. You need God's forgiveness. Who are you right now? So that's me. I need God in my life right now. Who are you? Just raise your hand. Raise your hand if you haven't raised it up already. So that's me. Maybe you were once serving God. Maybe at one time you you were walking with God, but you know you're not walking with God today. And you say, you know what? I need to rededicate my life right now. To the Lord, raise your hand. Who are you? Raise your hand right now. So that's me. God, God bless you. Thank you back there. Thank you. Anybody else over here? Thank you. We don't want you to leave the same way you walked in. I'm telling you today, if you'll have an encounter with the love of God, he'll change your life. He'll change your life. That's what the Bible is all about. That's what Christ is all about. He is. He is love. He encompasses love. It's the very character of love of who God is. God is love today. And he loves you. Right now, you'd raise your hand and say, that's me. Reach out your hand right now and say, that's me. I need God in my life. Anybody else? Anybody at all right now? I want to pray for you this morning. If you raise your hand. If you raise your hand, look up at me real quick. Some people back here. Somebody back there, over there. We, we want to pray for you. Can I, can I pray for you this morning? Would you do me a favor? Don't be embarrassed. Would you just stand to your feet right now? If you raise your hand, stand to your feet and just, just walk down here. Just meet me down here. Somebody back there. Somebody over there, over here. Just come. Gentlemen here. God bless you, brother. Amen. God bless you, man. God bless you, bro. God bless you. Hey, nice to meet you. Hi. God bless you. I remember you yesterday. God bless you. Young lady was here yesterday. You guys can face me. You guys can face me. Just face me. and met some more people coming. Come on, give these people a hand right now. Amen. Well, I want to pray with you, all of you folks. Why don't we all pray with them? Why don't we all bow our heads and close our eyes right now? I'm going to pray with you. I'm going to lead you in a prayer this morning. And I want you to say this prayer not to me, but I want you to pray to God. Say it out loud, okay? I'll give you the word, but mean it with your heart. Say this prayer with me. Say, Lord Jesus, I believe you died for me and rose again. I ask you, Lord, to forgive me of all my sins. Come in my life. Change my life. Make me a new person. From this day forward, I will serve you In Jesus' name, amen. Let's pray for them. Father, we thank you right now for every single one of them, God. They've come forward today. God, you've been reaching out to them. And today they've reached out to you, God. And Lord, I pray your forgiveness. I pray your grace over their lives today. I pray in the name of Jesus this morning. They God, that the forgiveness of God would come over their lives this morning, right now. Come on, keep praying. Why don't we all stand together right now? And you just be honest with the Lord right now. Say, you know what? God reached out to me. And I need to reach out to others. Maybe this morning you've forgotten what God's done in your life. And how much... We need to reach out to others in love this morning. Amen. They're going to lead us in a song. If you want to come to the altar, you can. You can open up the altar. If you want to stay in your seat. Thanks so much for listening to this message from Reach Church Paramount. To stay connected with us, follow us on Instagram or Facebook at Reach Paramount. To give and support this podcast and ministry, visit our website at reachparamount.com slash give.